here we go. Live from the Kings County Distillery Studios in New York City, it's the Hospitality Hangout Podcast with the restaurant guy and the finance guy. We've got our whiskey on the rocks ready. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, and we are loving it, drinking our Kings County Distillery. Look at that, Jimbo, huh? Kings County. We mixed that with a little Pepsi. King me. And we are ready to go. Ready to go. I love that line, King me. That's like, like I, I heard of this thing called, like, something, uh, uh, Jack and something, but we got... Kings County, King me. That's I love it. it. I love it. All right, listen, I want to more formally welcome you to the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is, as you just mentioned, Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as a finance guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant. And thank you for that kind introduction, Jimmy. To all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind branded strategic hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. And we are super excited because we got an incredible show here right now, Jimbo. Uh, but before I jump into our show, Jimmy, before I got to tell you, we've got an incredible, incredible thing to talk about, and it's labor. Labor is a big problem in restaurants today, isn't it? Number top one or two answer on the it's, family it's, if you board it's a problem. Everyone is talking about uh, labor. And I got to tell you, there are definitely things out there that you can use to help solve it. It's our work. Jimmy, our work is a recruiting and employee retainment platform for restaurant operators. Our connects employers with hourly employers. Digital B2B hiring platform makes it easy for employers to easily hire and engage employees. Jimmy, do you know how many people are using it right now? 10,000 restaurants, Jimmy, 10,000. That's with a thousand. That's a big number. Not a billion, but a thousand. That's a lot, right? Including half of all the McDonald's in the entire world. Heard of them, Mickey D's. Five million employees across the United States are using our work. Apparently, if you use our work, Jimmy, and I love it, I love it. I use it all the time. I use it at home. I used to schedule Jillian and the kids. That's how much I love our work. The whole family is using the schedule. 30% improvement in retention, two times the applicant flow for hiring. So let me tell you, if everyone listening needs one thing, it's go to our work. Ourwork.com. I don't know if that jingle's going to catch on, but I got to tell you, I like it. I, I love it. Easy. Jimmy, you got to check it out. And by the way, everyone knows that the average QSR employee's tenure is 75 days, and it costs over $1,500 to hire and train. But if you use our work, it increases that. It keeps the person there like from 75 days to like 75 years or something like that. Might be a little off on that. No, one. but I'm telling you, Jimmy, these are facts. It's facts. like if you use our people will work for 75 years for you. <laughs> so that's a really good thing. Anyway, we got a great show. Right. I think I've worn out my welcome on the hour work. And let's just jump right into it, Jimbo. Yes, we are. And thank you, Shatsy. Listen, we're very excited to, uh, for today's episode. Joining us is our friend at a second time, second time performer on the podcast, Mr. Adam Gollum. Well, we very rarely get a second time guest for obvious reasons. Is there like a five timers jacket? Actually, there is a five timers jacket. Yes. And no one's gotten the jacket. So I think we have to Didn't Sterling get it. I think Sterling. I think we're going to create a three time jacket. Yes. A three time sweatshirt. How about a three time sweatshirt? Yeah. Because usually after the second time, people usually never return our calls. Yes. Well, let, us, let us get Adam involved there. He is the CEO of Promonte Brothers. This is going to be a great episode. Adam, let's get, let's, let's get you started. But. 
after that long intro, before we can let you get in, I got to quickly introduce Trivia Tuesday. Our podcasts are always released on Tuesdays. Guys, don't worry. This is about Adam. I'm going to give you two truths and a lie. I always feel like Joe Pesci. Two truths and a lie. Um, Jatsy, if you don't know how it works, three facts about Adam. Two are true. One is false. And you have to wait to the end of the episode to find out. Oh, By the way, it. I'm the I best did, at this game. I did read this. I have to tell you, I think this is, I think that things will be pretty hard. All right, fact one. Adam holds the world record for the 10K run for nine-year-olds. Wait, so, Adam, when he was nine, ran the 10K? And set the world record 10K for nine-year-olds. That's a bold statement, so bold, I have a hard time believing it's not true. But wait, fact two. Adam rode a bicycle from Seattle to New Hampshire. Jackson. I gotta tell you, I mean, I, I can't imagine right. that. That's, right. that's, why, they, that's why they invented the plane. You couldn't ride your bicycle from our office home in the Upper East Side. Oh, okay, Absolutely. fact three. Adam has never received a speeding ticket, and I'm smiling because- well, Of course, because he runs and he bikes. He doesn't drive a car. I'm laughing because, Shatsy, you collect those things. All right, fact one, Adam, 10K run for nine-year-olds, world record. Fact two, bicycle drop ride from Seattle to New Hampshire. Fact three, Adam has never received a speeding ticket. We're gonna, you got to stick around to the end of the episode. I so got that. this nailed. I'm so ready for this. I so have that. All right, Adam, after all of that, and if you're still with us, yep, you're still here. Still here. let you take the lead. Let you take the lead. Adam, thank you for letting us have that little banter and fun. Please give us a background about yourself and, of course, about the awesome Promontes. Yeah, so, um, you know, Permani Brothers, 90-year-old this year. uh, Pretty amazing for a restaurant chain to make it 90 years. Started in Pittsburgh in 1933. Uh, We've grown since then. We have uh, 41 restaurants open today in four states. Uh, We have four under construction, so we'll be up 45 by the end of the year. Uh, we jokingly say almost famous the brand is, but it's really, truly a famous brand. Uh, really well known for this sandwich, which is uh, your choice of meat, coleslaw, french fries, tomato, provolone cheese between two pieces of fresh baked Italian bread. Um, I, and- I love it. I love it. And it's, it's fa- I think it's super famous. It's famous in Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. So we, and we've been able to grow the brand outside of Pittsburgh, which is really a testament to the team here and, uh, the ability to push into Eastern PA and Maryland and West Virginia and Ohio, uh, really been exciting. We got a lot to jump into. And before we get, before we take a deep dive, because Adam has been on the program before, yes. so we kind of like know a lot about you already, but we're going to change up the question a little bit because last time you were on the podcast, which is very, this is very interesting. We don't have this many times. <laughs> the last time you were on the podcast, on the road, you were the chief marketing officer and you are now Jimmy, now the CEO so I think what you're seeing here is that people start on the podcast. They do the podcast. They do the podcast, and, and then good things happen. Good things happen. I like how you basically just tried to add some sort of our uh, some sort of attribution to Adam's success. You're trying to take some credit for. I see what you're doing. There's, in, I gotta tell you, I think we can make a definite correlation to Adam doing the podcast. People listening to the podcast and saying this guy is so fantastic, he should be the CEO because it happened. Okay, it happened. So talk to me about this role of the CEO. So you're, you're on the podcast, you're the CMO, everyone loves you, then you become the CEO. How's it going? It's going well. I think there you're was welcome, a step by in, the way. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think there was a step in between. Um, I became the president, took over operations and supply chain and marketing, and then uh, in January became the CEO of the organization. So, I love you know, it. Congratulations. Kind of, kind of a, you know, I would say I started eating these sandwiches like 40 years ago. So it's uh, kind of a lifelong dream. And, um, you know, we're doing doing well, you know, out there making it happen on a daily basis, trying to take care of our fans and our players, and, um, 
you know, grow this great brand, but uh, make sure we don't screw it up along the way. Listen, I think it's great. And as you said in your intro, first, congrats again on the uh, on, on the uh, taking the helm of this great company. You've already shared you're celebrating the 90th anniversary of Fermenti's this year. Um, 90 years, that is truly an accomplishment. So my first question is, what are you doing to take a 90-year-old brand and just keep that momentum and make it, I don't want to say relevant, you are incredibly relevant. In fact, I, I actually, when he was giving me the places where they're opening, you know where he's not coming yet? He's going away from New York. We got to get him into That's New York. He's trying to keep away from us, Jimmy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but but there, is, there is something I think unique is what I would say about the brand. You, you actually mentioned that sandwich. When people think of you guys, they know that sandwich. It's unique. How do you make sure that this 90-year-old brand is staying as current, relevant, and, and as um, attractive as it's always been for nine decades? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it first off starts with making sure um, you know who you are and who you want to be and who you don't want to be. Um, so I think that's the first thing. Uh, we stay true to the sandwich, uh, but we've expanded the menu because we always jokingly say man and women can't have sandwich every day. Um, so we have pizza, we have wings, salads, burgers. Uh, from a marketing standpoint, we use technology kind of behind the scenes, um, but we use technology to drive the business. Uh, we're a digital first company. The pandemic, um, and I think you guys said this best, we did, took five years, happened in five weeks, um, and really pushed us to make some decisions and push technology. Thank uh, you for giving attribution to Jimmy on that oh, one yeah. there, Adam. That was his I think line. I quoted that right, yeah. And yeah, then, no, no, you know, no, it's Jimmy. We, Jimmy's been talking about it for years now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our team also, uh, we, you know, we jump into the conversations. They have a great time. Uh, we play a lot off the Pittsburgh because that's where we were founded. Um, but we try to, you know, we try to be relevant, um, try to connect, uh, you know, what's going on in the environment. We also have very, uh, we try to take the restrictions out of doing what's right for the brand. Um, you know, I, I've worked in, org I came from a very large organization to this one, and uh, I used to call it the sales prevention departments. So there was all these people that woke up every day to tell you why you couldn't do your ideas. And eventually you didn't bring ideas forward anymore. And uh, when I came here, it was like, okay, how do we make this a place where, People can come up with ideas and you can implement them fast and, uh, you know, do it wrong quickly. Uh, you know, I love coming, it. Up, coming up with, uh, you know, we've yeah, got two of, yeah, we've got two of the Watt brothers playing for the Steelers. Um, and we, when JJ Watt was looking for a team, we said, Hey, if you join the Pittsburgh Steelers, we'll change our, change our name to Watt brothers. We came up with that idea <laughs> and pushed it out in about 30 minutes. Um, I love it. Yeah. No, if you were working for like a big, a big corporation, like you're talking about, it'd be three years. And you still probably you legal and HR and loss prevention <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and finance. You just go down. It's like, I mean, like we used to call them the sales prevention departments. Um, right. So. Right. Yep. No, it makes a lot of sense. I'll tell you, you know, listen, we, we love breaking news on the, on the hospital. And right now we have breaking news talking about Permonte's expansion. You were opening your first ever amusement park location at Pittsburgh's famous Kennywood Park. Jimmy loves Kennywood Park, loves the, the log flume over there. Yeah, they, got um, rid of the log, they got rid of the log jammer, so there's no more. Well, logs Jimmy hasn't been there in quite a few years. It was 1956 <laughs> when yeah. Jimmy was there. It was actually a log. It was actually Jimmy rode on a log. Um, but without a doubt, this is the perfect marriage of two iconic Pittsburgh brands. I mean, that park has been there for like 100 years. You guys are 100 years old. Can you share uh, how operation will be managed? I mean, is that a franchise, a license agreement? Are you running that that whole store there? How, what's going on there? We're going to run it. We are uh, control freaks. So that's our first problem. Um, at least we admit we have a problem. No, we that way you keep the food good. 
You do. We operate three restaurants today in um, stadiums. We operate one inside an airport. So, you know, we're used to doing things a little outside the norm. Um, we've been working on this opportunity with Kennywood, um, and their parent company, Palace Entertainment, who's based in Pittsburgh. And, uh, as we got deeper and deeper into it, it just felt right. It's their 125th year. It's our 90th year. Um, so, you know, we're in the process of remodeling an existing, uh, concession stand in the park. Uh, we had a small little bit of a fire inside it on Friday. So, uh, no setback, thank God. Um, and no one injured, but, uh, you know, the goal is wow. to open by the end. Was end that, of is that month. from, from construction? Like, was that like where they were welding yeah, or something? Yeah. Pl- uh, painters left some rags that started smoking. So, you know, nothing like getting a call Friday afternoon that your, uh, building you're working on is on fire. Well, it's yeah. not gonna, not gonna, I mean, cause right now you're going right into a amusement park season in the next couple of weeks. Is that going to prevent opening? No, no. The team's working on it. Um, goals to open by the end of May, um, and uh, we're excited. I mean, the the excitement yeah. from the Pittsburgh pop, you know, the Pittsburgh we call them Yenzers in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, the excitement from the Yenzers. This is like a Yenzplosion of Kennywood and Permanis coming together. Yeah, well, it make like you said, it makes sense. I mean, over a hundred years on both you guys, it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. And you and usually go to the parks. I got to tell you, not for nothing, the food's terrible. You know, so having like you guys there with a great brand like that, I mean, that's just a natural. Yeah, so people are excited. Um, our team internally were excited. I think it was a great internal uh, boost to see um, that. But uh, you know, the community we you know read a lot about it on social media. Um, all the media in town picked it up when we announced it. Um, so we'll, we're going to do a big thing at the end of the month when we launch. Um, we're excited. The Kennywood team is super excited about it. So you can be send good. Uh, that invitation to be it'll be Jimmy at BrandedStrategic.com, and I uh, I will look forward to RSVPing to that paperless. Post and uh, heading out to yeah. Pittsburgh. Oh, Just, yeah. We, Take we, the we family. Sylvia will love it. We haven't been out to Pittsburgh in a little while. Yeah, but amusement park. It's just got me beautiful. The Jets aren't going to get us there, so we might as well get there another way. Listen, <laughs> let's talk more about your tech stack. Um, you know, we yep. just had Joe Donnelly from NRN, Nation's Restaurant News, on the, on the cast, and we talked about the 2023 Market Leader Report. Okay, here's the biggest headline that I took away from that analysis, that report. 92% of operators, Shatsy, said they will likely invest in technology over the next 12 months. 92%. You know what grade that is in high school? I know you don't. You've never seen such a grade. Oh, I've never seen <laughs> such a grade. Anyway, what is your, uh, Adam, what is your strategy in adding new tech? Are you the best in breed uh, camp? Are you in the all-in-one solution? Is it, is it somewhere in the middle? What, what is your strategy on, on, on adding new tech? Um, so best in breed. Um, we have a pretty complex tech stack because of that. Um, I think time's team wants to kill me. Uh, we'll listen to any pitch um, and, and look at any tech and try to understand uh, where it fits in the in the life cycle. Does it help uh, us drive sales? Does it help make our fans' lives easier? Does it help make our team's lives easier? Does it help drop money to the bottom line? Uh, Integration is super important. Um, you know, we're NCR, Aloha, so it has to integrate into that if it uh, needs data out of it. And then uh, can it integrate into each other's systems um, is really important. Uh, from us, we don't build. Uh, we're we're buy guys. You know, SaaS is ideal. Um, from how, that standpoint, how many how much tech do you have there? Do you think how many tech companies you're working with? Would you say? I'd say north of twenty five. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's no. We talked talk about, about it. it. Twenty to forty is yeah. a number. Yes. Actually, yeah, twenty five is twenty five is actually reasonably disciplined relative Here's to some problem. of the friends we have in the market. When you look at when you look at these um, all in one solutions, they're not good at everything. They're just not. I mean, there's no. They're, they're, they're very light. About, they're, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I use them. They do really well, and then the other things they do okay, and and maybe yeah. good enough. But you guys are are you know growing to forty five units. You know, you 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 need the best in everything. Yeah, I look at somebody like Ola who does our online ordering. I mean, those guys wake up every day, and that's all they think about is online ordering. Yes, um, and innovation in that space uh, versus somebody yep. that's going to you know, no, they're killing it. They're in. killing it. Yeah, yeah that, that's very interesting. That's awesome. This segment is sponsored by Noah personally. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Thanks, Noah. I know, you know Noah been, back, in, back in the day. So, you know, when yeah, he, you know another thing we've been talking about, I mean, tech is super important, but I love talking about LTOs. I mean, the limited time offers is something that I think is really important for brands as they grow because you want to continue to innovate in the culinary side to make sure that you're giving your guests always something new and interesting, keeping with your core products, but it is fun to bring in different LTOs from time to time. We had uh, James O'Reilly from Smoky Bones, Jimmy, uh, he was talking, which is great. He was talking about the, the Twizzle Faux Shizzle Candy cocktail they're doing over there. So glad that was you to say. I couldn't say that. I times. had I a hard time. Uh, Wade Allen at, over at, uh, at Chili's, uh, Game Day LTOs. I mean, so they were always doing a lot over there. Very important. So at, at, at Promonti, what are you guys doing? What's the newest special that you guys are working on? Are you doing LTOs? And, and if so, what, what are you doing over there that's, that's really unique and cool? Thank yeah, you. so um, we're doing LTOs. Uh, every six to eight weeks, we put a new cycle through. Um, we were doing monthly, and I think our operators wanted to kill us, so um, we slowed it down. Monthly could be a little too much, right? Monthly was a little challenging um, for supply chain and operations, but we've got a hot so honey. So what's the, what's the new LTO you're doing now? Hot honey is the new LTO right now. Hot so honey? We got, what's, we got a hot honey burger. We got hot honey wings, um, a hot honey loaded fries. Um, it is a spicy honey. It is. By the way, uh, you know what's very popular right now? Hot honey. 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 I love honey. I'm going long yeah. honey on back of that I'm piece of honey. I'm loving honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's great. Uh, I, got, I want to jump in, Adam. Um, as, uh, as many of our operators, and you kind of highlighted this earlier, uh, during the pandemic, you know, you guys uniquely really embraced it. And Primanti, you, you added three virtual brands to help drive mm-hmm. revenue at a time where essentially, obviously in-store dining was, was shuttered. Okay. You, uh, you have 18th street pizza, wing nut and get loaded all concepts as you, as you highlighted earlier, that, that not only diversified your offering, but are now top selling items at your joints, pizza, wings, and fries. Can you give us a little mini state of the union on how these virtual brands are doing? Has the demand continued uh, to grow or do you see virtual, you know, is, is it getting stagnant? Is it remaining hot? Tell us about what you're seeing with those brands. Yeah, I think the consumer um, really took on to these virtual brands. Uh, the challenge we're running against is the third-party delivery companies. They're really pushing back on the the virtual brand. And, um, you know, I'm not large enough to go tell DoorDash, you know what, with themselves. Um, so yeah. I think larger brands are going to... of this, by the way. This is not a family yeah. go dance. He said go dance with yourself. Okay. Go dance. Yeah, no, I think... I think that's the issue is that the third party delivery companies have turned into a pay per play marketplace um, uh-huh. and they don't they don't want virtual brands on there. Um, that's great and all, but those were sales we need. So unless they're going to figure out how to get the sales back. Um, I, I tell you, I remember a time working with Uber way back when and they were pushing for the virtual brand. They were selling virtual brands. But they were selling virtual brands. They're virtual brands. They're virtual. Yeah, so what you've done is, is you've taken, so, yeah, that was their play. They're go like, figure, hey, go figure a restaurant company could come up with a better virtual brand than a, yeah. uh, 
than a third-party labor company. Yeah, we'll no, it. yeah, that's. But yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, why do they care? I mean, they're they're picking up something from your yeah. restaurant. They're paying with someone else. They're getting their fees. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess the care? whole transparency, but um, you know, I mean, I I think they're going to have one quarter of bad sales. Um, Uber and DoorDash, the street's going to annihilate them. And then they'll be back to being best so, friends with everybody. Because a lot of the, a lot of the, like right now, I think, I think guests were completely oblivious to the idea that when they drivers were, were a line, drivers were the, oblivious. They would, they would show up and be like, "Hey, I'm here for, uh, you know, get loaded." 18th Street Pizza, and this doesn't look like 18th Street no, Pizza. No, I mean, it was. I mean, drivers yeah, so were a little confused. Yeah, but okay. I think, I mean, I know that consumers had no idea, and I think when they. I, I think when you hear about something coming from not the restaurant that you thought, like it's somewhere else, it gets a little weird to people. I, I, I think, I think a there hard was time some of that. I think there were some questionable operators in the space. Well, yeah, some uh, people were making soup in the bathtub in their apartment. Yeah. I mean, that's not what you want to know, right? You don't want that. Is that frowned upon? I don't think that. Yeah, I think it is frowned upon. That definitely, you know, like if someone's making your pizza in their own, like they're they're buying like uh, like the Giornos or something. And, yeah. You know, and, and you're going to the apartment, picking it up, and they're bringing it. Yeah, that's not good. I don't think. I don't know if that was a that was a positive or a negative on DiGiorno. I think it was a positive if we could basically buy DiGiorno's. Heat it in my oven and then ship it as delivery. Yeah, and, uh, God bless DiGiorno. Yeah, no, no, but that it, it is definitely. I think consumers are very uh, confused about the whole thing about virtual brands too. I think so. that's where it was the issue, and um, I think the whole the whole pricing and um, so you know it's it. They were great. Our operations team did an amazing job operating them. Uh, you know, I jokingly say we read about Chili's. I think at 8 a.m. that they came up with their wing concept. It was going to be $150. And by 1 o'clock, we had our own brand up and running. No, we, we, yeah, we I mean, I think, yeah. I, yeah, they, I mean, I remember, I, th I think we I think we spoke to Wade Allen over bringing, Chili's launched like in 1,500 locations, like in a day or something. Yeah. So, and I mean, we did, did similar. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. You tell, my, you tell myself that three years, three and a half years ago, that we were going to come up with this brand and launch it in 12 hours. I'd be like, you're crazy. So uh, all of is, is, is your virtual brands, are you still are you still all in on it? Or is the, the pushback from the third parties affecting that? Or or can you handle it within your own white label, you know, uh, delivery platform yourself? I think ultimately the challenge is you've got to spend so much money um, with the third parties right now to get to the rankings, to get to the top, that it's it's becoming a little tenuous from an ROI standpoint. Prohibitive. So can't people can't even yeah. find it if they don't really know it. I mean, it's it's becoming you got to spend money to get in the rankings. Um, yep. You know, and then you're paying them a, you're paying them commission on top of that. So it's not pay like to play yeah. and then pay to deliver. It's a lot yeah, of pay. It's, it's not like pay. Google. Yeah, it's not like Google pay per click. You know, I'm not paying Google yeah. on top of that another. You know, or Facebook. I don't pay them another north of twenty percent. Right to, to find them. Listen, um, Adam. When we started the podcast, I admit Shats and I love bringing on guests and friends and chatting. We learned along the way that sometimes our guests have a question or two for us, so we created talking back. We offer our guests the chance to ask us a question or two. As I like to say, oh, Shats is bringing us some music. This is our question music. I like oh, it. Yeah, uh, maybe. All right, it's for this episode. All right, Adam. The microphone is yours. Nothing's off the table. What do you got for us? What are you guys seeing in kind of, you know, AI, robotics? Um, you know, we've been looking at it, haven't been able to figure it out yet. Like, where, where are you guys seeing, like, the, the world? I love yeah. that question. No, it's a great, it's a great question. Definitely for the restaurant guy. Yeah, no, I bet, Jimmy, you, you know enough about this as well. But I, 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 for, for us, I think, um, I think when people think about AI and automation, I think there's a lot of confusion and they throw words around and they all have different 
different meanings to different people. I think that the artificial intelligence idea, I mean, everyone doesn't realize they're, they're already using artificial intelligence in so much of the restaurant now, so much of your scheduling, so much of your procurement, so much of the work that you're doing the software using is already using that, uh, the artificial intelligence. When I think about robotics, I think a lot of people immediately go to Rosie from the Jetsons. And, and, I, and I think, you know, we'll get there one day. And I, I think we talked about it like last week or something a couple of weeks ago, where, you know, if you saw an, a, a, a car plant, an automotive plant being built today, you're not going to see uh, as many people as you would have back in the 50s and the 60s and even the 70s. I mean, they were replaced by, by robotics. So I think automation is something I think is, is maybe easier to wrap your head around. Uh, self-pouring beverage, for example, is automation that I think is very low-hanging fruit and easy to adopt and bring in, whereas I think robotics, like literally somebody, uh, an arm flipping hamburgers like the Flippy or the Chippy or the Sippy that Miso has been doing, it's great stuff. I think it's awesome. However, I think that uh, retrofitting a restaurant for some of the robotics that are there could be very challenging. So I think where it's, it's definitely, you're going to see a lot more automation, uh, artificial intelligence with your forecasting and data and things like that. So it's here, it's coming, even though the whole chat GPT that came out, I mean, you're just going to see a lot more automation. I think the robotic side is going to be, uh, it's, it's going to happen. It's just going to take a little bit more time to, to get there. Shats, I liked your answer. I, I really have very little more to offer. The only thing I will comment on is, as you highlighted, I think AI is already being deployed and being used. We're seeing in the back of house where we're watching companies now using cameras and, and AI to ensure that orders are being completed accurately. That's a company. Right. AI got, right. AI got yep. involved. Yeah, good point. And we're also watching... Yep, Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon. <laughs> and we're also watching these kiosks, you know, the, the famous expression, again, I, I think it's somewhat derogatory, but it's, it's not, I don't mean it that way, but there's always that attempt by the cashier to upsell with, fr you want fries with that. Yes. Um, I right. actually think, A, we're watching quick serve restaurants utilize kiosks more. And I think the the AI and the understanding what goes with what, the, the it's way beyond want fries with that. But at least it's automatic. And it's automatic. It's automatic. So I think that's a, that, that, that's yeah, a, that's a great point. So I think those are those things. kiosks. I mean, the kiosks are in a sense, essentially yes. it's automation. It's you're automation. saying, I'm not going to have a human do it. You know, you can go there and they, there's proof now, a lot of proof that your basket size is far greater with a kiosk. Um, that people like, like the pictures and the upselling is yep. there. And I mean, you know, you, you weren't going to get a brownie or a chocolate chip cookie, but you will, when you see a picture of it, you know, yeah. like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get that brownie. So I think that's what I think about automation. That's what I think about AI, you know? So I think it's there and coming and continuing to grow. Agreed. Yeah. I, at the NRA show last year, I found one of those like flippy robots um, and talking to the guy and I was like, well, how much is it? He's like, the robot's 25 grand. I was like, great. We'll take 40 of them. And he's like, well, <laughs> well, you need this, you need that, you need this, you need that, you need this piece, that piece, the stand. Well, all of a sudden it's 150 grand. It's like, well, we're not going to take 40, you know? Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's not there yet, but, it, but you know what? Yeah. It's great to see that it's, it's, there's money being deployed. There's R and D going into it because it's going to happen and it's going to be great. And you know, in, in a, in a, you know, in years to come, we're going to see it and you're going to have it and the cost will come down and it's going to be awesome. So yeah. I love it. You know, so we are going to see it. Uh, listen, we got to jump into a great, a great segment right now. You're talking about the famous, the famous food service feud, right? This season, 
of the Hangout. We're bringing you the Food Service Feud Celebrity Edition. <laughs> it's no secret that many celebrities, Adam, Jimmy included, they got their start at some point in the restaurant business. I mean, a lot of celebrities started as bartenders or waiters or what have you. And there was a manager, there was a manager who saw them and saw something in them before they were famous and said, <laughs> hey, you got to come work here. You know what I mean? So we asked over 100 million people on LinkedIn. Adam, we do a poll every Tuesday on LinkedIn. So we ask the real people out there, you, the, the listener. No way the real, No chat. No way No chat. The real people. No chat, GPT. Yes. No chat, GPT. The real people get asked these questions. Real chatty. And here's what we did, okay? Adam, Jimmy, are you ready for a little I'm ready. service view? I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to give you some help here, though, because it's, it's tricky. All right. Here comes the question. Which Pittsburgh-born celebrity worked at the Carnegie Deli in Pittsburgh before starting his acting career? Is it Joe Magniello, Dennis Miller, Michael Keaton, or Jeff Goldblum? I'm going to go. You know, I, I got Batman on my mind, the new Flash. I'm going Michael Keaton. That is incorrect. Oh. Adam, do you care to guess? I'm going to go with Jeff Goldblum. Ding, ding, ding. It is Jeff Goldblum, the, the fly, right? The fly. The fly. Yes, he worked at the Carnegie Deli in Pittsburgh before starting his acting career. Jurassic Park. So, yeah. Right, Jurassic Park. Yeah. I, think, I think that might even be bigger than the fly. Uh, much bigger. Yeah. I, uh, oh, hey, little, little known story, which I should have put in my two truths and a lie. I went to high school with Joe Manganiello. Oh. Um, and, and he was not ripped. He was not as big as he is uh, today. Now, wait, is he married to... Uh, to Sofia to... Vergara. Yeah, Sofia Vergara. Yeah, yeah we sent Joe. <laughs> Joe hits us up every, uh, every Steeler season. We sent Permani Brothers out to him. And last year we sent it to him and he had a bunch of former Steelers there. And uh, he posted on Instagram about it. And you guys got like 3 million followers, which is not too shabby. Well, Sofia posted about it. She's got oh, like 35 she's... million Oh, come on. I mean, have you seen her lately? I mean, yeah. you know, come on. I mean, Joe's a nice guy and all, but Sophia, va, 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 boom. Come on. Yeah. By the way, yeah, by the way, so Joe, that was Joe. That was Shatsy who just did the va, va, va. I, I didn't say a word, Joe. We'd love to hang with you. Please visit us in the Kings County yeah. studio someday. Big fan, love you. Shatsy was the one that said the va, 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 va. Va, 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 boom. Not me. Well, you know, I always liked her on uh, that show. He brought uh, Sophia to Permanis, uh when they were dating to see if she would like pass the test. And? She passed the test. She passed the test. She's posting to her 35 million dollars. I, I, I love it. I love it. Jimbo, you know what we got right now. I love it. We're going back to, back to two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. All right. At the top of the show, I told you, we got three facts about Adam. Two are true. One's a lie. All right. Recap. Fact one. Adam holds the world record for the 10K run for nine-year-olds. Fact two. Adam rode a bicycle from Seattle to New Hampshire. Chats, that's a big distance. Fact three, Adam has never received a, spin, a speeding ticket. Chatsy, yeah. do you care to guess? Yeah, I got to tell you something. Uh, I've seen Adam. I've met Adam. And I got to tell you, he looks like when he was nine, the guy was like unbelievably quick. You could just tell. Quick. Very fast. You could tell he was fast. So, yes, he, he has the world record for 10K run for nine-year-olds. Uh, it's the world record in Pittsburgh. But nonetheless, it's the world record. Uh, he also, yes, he did ride a bicycle from Seattle, New Hampshire. He did that. Yes, he did. Um, 
a speeding ticket? No, he has never received a speeding ticket. Adam does not like cars. Wait, so you, you're saying they're all, all three are true? No, one and two are true. Oh, so you're saying he did not ride the bicycle. Wait a minute, I confused myself. He did ride the bicycle. He's never received a speeding ticket. So you go with he never received a speeding ticket. Never received a speeding ticket. Okay, ticket. so the one that is probably most likely you're saying is not true. Adam, you gotta tell me, you gotta fill this in here. I think Shadzi plays this game really well, but I'm gonna be shocked if he got it right. He got it right. Winner, winner, oh, winner. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> You, you gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know, no, you gotta know. I know, I know. No, you know. He was a CMO, man. These chief marketing officers, they love the bicycles. They love the bicycles. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. I, I was believing the bicycle. I thought, the, I thought the giveaway was if you told me it was a Pittsburgh record, if you told me it was an East Coast record, if you told me it was an American record, you're going world record. But all right, Adam, the microphone. So tell, yeah, tell us about the 10K so, one nine-year-olds. So uh, nine years old, my dad and I are running the Great Race, which is this famous. I think it's been running for like 45 years and uh he put my bib on him and i put his bib on me and my dad was a great runner at the time <laughs> and about like th three or four weeks later we get a call from like the u.s track and field that i had broken this record and they said the time and my dad said uh that was my bib not his so you know fast forward 25 30 years later a good friend of mine's working at nike and he's reading about world records in their track and field department and he's like, they still have you down as the nine-year-old 10K <laughs> world record holder. By the way, I think that might be the best single story we have about a truth. I love it. I think that's the best but story I want to know one more thing. Why in the world would anybody ride a bicycle from Seattle, New Hampshire? Because yeah, it's can. a good question. It was a great trip. Great way to see the country. Um, you know, I knocked out states. Cars. Cars are also. Trains, but airplanes, you don't see them, but a car, I mean, less exhausting, I would I think, no? I know. When, I was, when did you do that? Was that like recent or is this uh, when Senior you year of high school. No, senior year of high school. So. Awesome. Absolutely incredible. And I got to tell you, my truth and my true or false is really unbelievable. You, I am. I, I, am I think you're you great job. I am unbelievable. I am unbelievable. All right, let's, unbelievable. Get, let's get into the branded quick fire right now. It is a phenomenal segment. Adam, I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. Just... Whatever comes to your mind, I just want you to uh, to jump out with, okay? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Favorite sandwich? Pastrami, permanis. Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Uh, cooking tonight from the fridge. What's your favorite food city in the world? Uh, I'd go with Providence, uh, Rhode Island, where I went to undergrad college. That kind of Providence Newport market is unbelievable. Wow. That is definitely the first Providence, Rhode Island. We got shout it. out to Providence. Yeah. That's the first. Shout out. Damn. Look at that. Yeah. Favorite place to travel? Uh, I, I'm going to go with Hawaii. Uh, I've only been there once, but my wife and I went there for our honeymoon, and it was unbelievable. Love to go back. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hawaii is good for a honeymoon, and I got to tell you, good. it's a good honeymoon place. If you were to challenge Jimmy or I to a game of beer pong, we have better odds <laughs> of beating. I'm going to go with Jimmy, because Shatsy looks like he's played some beer pong in his day. Thank oh, you. I appreciate that. You know what? I got to tell you, I respect the answer. I think our producer was giving me, I think he was, she was trying to give me a layup today. And yet Adam was like, no, I'm still beating you, Jimmy. I think Shots is going to be tougher. Didn't even think about it. Really? About Adam that. went right in yeah. there. I, I played, I played, I played a, a lot of beer pong in college. Maybe too much. People say they played uh, Division One sports. I say I played Division Three beer pong. Hey, you know, I by the way, it. I bumped into a tool uh, so that, uh, out at uh, Food on Demand. Yep. He still hasn't forgotten about the challenge. Yeah, of, you guys. I, I thought he'd forgotten. I, no. I want to duck that. He's like a Division One 
tennis paddle ball. Yeah. He's a racket guy. I keep ducking him. He's like, what, I didn't forget. Pickleball, you agree? We agreed to pickleball. Yeah, yeah. I thought no. he'd forget. He didn't forget. All right, Jimmy, Adam, you and I will play beer pong and a tool. I, I want to admit now, I'm forfeiting the bet. I, could, I can't beat you. Can't play it. Don't want to. I don't, I don't want a rematch. I didn't want a first match. Okay, listen, Adam, we want to thank you so much uh, for joining us on the podcast and sharing all your great insights. Uh, we appreciate what you and the team at Permantis are, are doing in the, for the hospitality industry. And, and again, leaning into tech um, and really looking for best in breed. And, and we appreciate you sharing that color with us and our listeners. Uh, for our listeners, if you want to get in touch with uh, Adam directly, uh, you can email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com. We'll be happy to make that introduction. We no longer, we're not rookies. We don't make that intro. No cell phones. Uh, no cell phones. No, no direct. You call us. We'll get, we'll get to touch with Adam. And it goes without saying to our listeners, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. Our numbers and subscribers continue to grow exponentially, and we couldn't be doing this without you. So please join us next time as we welcome Sharif Mithias, uh, CEO of Bricks Holdings. That's like friendlies and stuff. They have a lot of restaurants. It's going to be super exciting to have Sharif on the call. We're very excited about that. And we also want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Our Work. Chico's Bail Bonds has been retired. Our Work, you stepped in, sponsoring the episode. What's their URL, Jimmy? Uh, what do you think? It's OurWork.com. OurWork.com. We appreciate your work. And if you ever want to embrace Shatsy's uh, jingle, um, we'll give it to you for uh, 10% of the royalties. Uh, and finally, if you haven't done so, please sign up for our podcast. You don't miss out on any of the exciting guests we have coming up in the future. Adam, a big thank you to you and your whole team. This is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off and passing it back to my boy. And Shatsy. this is Shatsy, a.k.a. the restaurant guy, signing off. Hey, Adam, before I t- before we go, if I want to order a sandwich, what's the where do I go? Promonti.com? Uh, yeah, permanibros.com or um, we're part of the Gold Belly. Yeah, nice. we're part of the Gold Belly Or you can get go, go to Gold Belly and they'll ship you like a whole case of sandwiches case. to your house. Yep. Right? It's just a couple yep. thousand dollars in shipping costs, but no, I gotta tell you, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it's it. So worth go it. check it out. Uh, 41 stores, opening another four or five stores. It's awesome. It's awesome. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Adam. Mm-hmm.